It's April 30th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you've been enjoying the last week cooped up together. I know everyone's starting to to ease up on the shelter-in-place orders, so we can actually go places now? Mm, I'm still going to be hesitant on doing anything too quickly. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we are too. I don't know that there are a lot of restaurants around here that are opening up. And I know the movie theaters will not open up until July, mostly because there's nothing to show. And yeah, well, and on top of that, Restaurants are only allowed to have 25% capacity. And what kind of business are you going to be able to do with, with all these? Because I know they have to have uh, a, a, that there's significantly higher levels of, of cleanliness and sanitation that they have to follow. How do you justify opening up something like a restaurant when you have so many more restrictions in place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, there's a place that we get, we go for dumplings. And the woman that owns it said, we're not even going to think about opening yet. We'll still do takeout because 25% doesn't make sense and, and wanting to take care of their workers. But on the other hand, we are now, we now have an opportunity to maybe do a little more because we've been cooped up for so long. And, and I think most of us have, are so accustomed, you know, before all this started, we were so accustomed to going to work and getting the kids off to school and just not spending so much time together that to be able to do that again, to be able to at least get out a little more, I think a lot of people are going to be very happy about it. But not having to deal with children while you're trying to have a conference call or deal with a spouse or a barking dog. Well, well and, and I think on the last podcast we were saying you could you could hear my dog running down the hallway at one point. Very faint, but there there she went down the hallway. So we're not really accustomed to that. And we're all having to make all these sorts, of, we've, or we've had to make all these adjustments to it. But the other thing on top of that is, I think after a while, we're probably starting to get on each other's nerves. And I don't think it's as much of an issue maybe for you and Faye, because you guys don't office in the house together and the twins are at at her mom's. But for most people, I think there's that notion of we're all just on top of each other all the time, and and you start getting that that stress from it. I haven't wanted to to tell James to stop breathing or anything yet. Like, <laughs> you know that that notion of you, you're breathing too much. Just just stop it for a few minutes. But I don't know that there's any way for us to avoid it. Oh, I, I was going to say like, and, and, and that's, and like you, like you were about to say that that's with us in a, in a, well, what, what re- feels like a reasonable amount of space here in Texas. But like, if you, if you go out to other cities like New York, or I know in, in Brazil, you know, the, the standards for uh, a small house are incredibly different than what we're dealing with here. Oh, Sure. Sure. The the, peop- the poor people in New York or, or San Francisco or Los Angeles who are in these super, super tiny apartments, that's got to be so much more stressful, I would think, because you, you don't have that, that space to get away from. And 
we were talking last time, right at the end of the last podcast, what about all of those people in who, who bought into the tiny house trend? What are they doing right now? <laughs> mm, tiny house meets shelter in place. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but and granted, you know, a lot of the, a lot of these people use the their tiny houses as almost like a travel trailer, basically. But they can get, go outside and spend time outdoors. But I think at some point you're going to be really just too much on top of each other. And for everyone who doesn't know, I, and I don't know when it started, and maybe maybe you know. You... Yeah, I, I, I started hearing about the, the tiny house trend probably in 2008, 2009 was probably my earliest recollections of it. Well, and, and was it was it even just, was that like just a kickoff to the trend? Or did you, because my, my first time to see it was on HGTV. I, I saw a few bus conversions and 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 a couple other small proposals on on architecture websites, but nothing nothing huge like it like it later became. Yeah, yeah the the show on HGTV I couldn't get James to watch. He was so freaked out by it because, of course, our idea of what a house is is what our house is. And to watch these people try and just cram their entire lives down into this little trailer. And and for everyone who, who doesn't know what a tiny house is, it is about 100 square feet to 400 square feet. And most of these are built on a trailer frame so that people can basically attach them to their truck and haul them around the country and then just set up temporarily wherever they want to. And then when they get tired, bundle it all back up and take off again. And and I think the whole thing started as a as a an environmentally friendly uh and a budget way to and, and a, a budget friendly way to provide some kind of home ownership to a class of people who during a time when home ownership would be traditional home ownership would be somewhat difficult because I know, I know before, or I, and I know right around the, or right as we started recovering from the uh, recession that it, it, the housing stock around the country was, was tight. So the only people who could afford the house, uh, afford any kind of house was, were already, well-established, you know, you had a little bit of money on hand, whereas anybody first, any first time homeowners were essentially just priced out of the market. Yeah, I can, I remember seeing a lot of the next, oh, I don't know if it's Gen Z, I've, I've lost track. I don't know if it's the millennials, but this idea that trying to buy a house or trying to buy an apartment somewhere is just out of range for a lot of people. So this, you know, this, tiny house idea was seen to, I think kind of grew in popularity in that sense because, and, and the other thing too, like you said, it's, it's very eco-friendly. So that sort of plays maybe into that mindset of a younger generation that we have to be more eco-friendly. We have to be more aware of climate change and it's an opportunity for them to, to do that. But at the same time, I know that people were talking about it. It's a way to somehow reduce stress that, you know, you have to declutter all of your stuff. You have to 
kind of weed your life down to very minimal. And I think that was probably appealing for a lot of people, but I don't know about you, but I think getting rid of all of my stuff and then moving into a trailer, I think I'd be a little more stressed. What do you think? <laughs> I, 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 I probably couldn't do it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I see these, I, I see all sorts of social media posts about, you know, hashtag van life or, you know, or even like this tiny house thing. Well, I've, I've got two dogs, two kids and. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which one do we have to get rid of? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just like, no, I, I really, you know, there, there's, there's some, there's stuff associated with all that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I definitely wouldn't want to be trapped in a, in a hundred square foot box <laughs> box with, with my twins. They, they would just destroy the entire thing and we'd just be helpless to watch. Yeah. Well, and I think there'd be something terrible about having to tell your child when they're older, well, you had a sister, but we moved into a tiny house and we had to give her up. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I just, I'm just trying to picture living in it. And, and there's so many downsides to it. There, there's so many things that it seems like a good idea at the time, but when you start, start getting into it, maybe not the best option. I know a lot of people like this idea that they can sort of live on the go. And there are actually, I think communities now around the country where you can, where you, where you can bring your trailer in, your trailer, bring your house in and set up. But for most people, you know, to do that, it's just, it gets a little difficult and a little expensive to do it because you have to have a, a vehicle that's going to tow it. And some of these things are, you know, 30 feet long. So what are you using to tow it with? I, I imagine it would be a, a some kind of four-wheeling, heavy-duty suv type thing that probably doesn't get particularly good gas mileage yeah you know that's that's what i'm picturing here it's like well you you've gone eco-friendly in this tiny house but you just spent thousands of dollars paying for gas and then when you get to where you're going you have to figure out what do you do for utilities because you're still going to need power and you're still going to need sewage unless you have a composting toilet or a lot of people do but you still have to figure those things out. So I'm not sure how eco-friendly it is. And the, and the, of course, the thing that caught our eye when we were talking about doing this podcast was this notion that you're cramped in there. I mean, it's, it is the two of you or well, the one of you, I think, would even feel cramped because these things are fairly narrow. I think, I think the widest you can really get on a trailer is eight and a half feet across. Well, and I think that's all they'll let you do on, on the highway too, without going to an oversized load. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, that's, what's driving it. That you just have to abide by that. But how do you, how do you, like, how do you live in that kind of space? It's kind of crazy. Well, and, and to tie this even further back to the, the coronavirus situation that everybody's kind of going through if you're looking in into large cities like New York or or even even internationally, like divorce rates have have spiked in 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 places like in places where like China, for example, where this all started, um, 
the, the, the living conditions are already cramped and you're forced to live right next door or right, right in the same space with, with someone who, you know, you, you married and you may well like enough, but, you know, I think the small space just pushes these kinds of pushes any kind of issues you have to the forefront until you reach a boiling point and then somebody just can't take it anymore. And, you know, and, and, and there've been plenty of news coverage over the fact that the coronavirus has caused the divorce rates to spike. And I think uh, the small spaces just happened to be a, uh, an, uh, an agitator for that, for that. Yeah, and I remember re- reading that too. That come the beginning of the year, there's going to be a lot of divorces happening, just because people have been so confined. And I think that's one of those things too that that you about doing the tiny house thing. You just can't. It's hard to get away from one another. And like you said, the things that don't seem like such a big deal are suddenly really becoming a big deal. And even though you really do like each other, it's like no. Now I hate the way you chew. <laughs> that's that's likely to be me, you know. Just like oh, I can't stand hearing you chew, or you know, you're breathing too loud, or or something crazy like that. But the mm. other thing too, too, if you think about this, this this whole idea of of you can take your home with you and go somewhere else and set up. When we're trying to avoid travel and we're trying to avoid spreading any sort of infection around. The thought that people are out there and they could just take their little tiny house and their little infected selves and drive over to the next town and set up there and potentially spread. And I hadn't really even thought about that until until the other day. And I thought, you know, that's that's one of those things that would be an easy way to to really sort of spread spread the virus around. This is kind of getting kind of maudlin, but but it's true. I mean, I, who, who's getting on a plane nowadays? Well, I wouldn't, but you, you still see any any flights that are still happening. There, there have been quite a few uh, people who have come out saying, "Oh, yeah, American Airlines is still cramming their flights full of people, regardless of the situation at hand." <laughs> wow, wow, that's crazy. Well, so so I want to look at sort of the flip side of the whole tiny house thing too, because like you said, we're all cramped together right now. Even in our, in our normal quote unquote, normal size house, we might feel a little confined, a little claustrophobic and a little bit of unable to get me time because everyone's on top of everyone and everyone's business. I'm wondering how many people will come out of this and want to take their open concept home and start dividing it up again. Hmm. How many people are going to want to finally be able to define, better define some of these spaces? Because it's become the living, dining, kitchen room. Everything's just all together. But when you have kids sitting in one place and you're trying to work in another and someone's got the TV on over here and then you have to clear everything off because you have to have dinner, suddenly having those extra spaces might actually look kind of good. Yeah, I well, I I personally can't relate because my house was built in the '70s, and and everything is is fairly close to off. And well, I think most people, most people, well, not most people's, but well, even yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think most people's homes nowadays 
are open in some sort of way. Even if it's not like that whole complete open concept, you still have a kitchen that's connected to a family room or a kitchen that's sort of open to an open dining area. Yes. Yeah. So for those of us who have older homes, yeah, we may be a little more divided, but, but I am wondering, are we going to go back to something where we have a more, more divided segmented house? segmented house? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've gone from, okay, we're, we're all cramped up in the tiny house together and, and we're ready to kill each other <laughs> to, oh my gosh, we're in this oversized house and we're still ready to kill each other because we don't have the space that we need to sort of separate ourselves from one another in an effective way. But maybe that's just me. And you have what two kids that are still toddlers. I'm just trying to imagine what it's going to be like when they both hit 12. Mm, Well, I hope we're no longer in this situation (laughs) when that comes around. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you two are going outside and don't come back until it gets dark. Yeah. Well, it, it could always be worse. You could always you could always be cramped up in a tiny little van. <laughs> well, oh, this is true. I, I you you mentioned that to me the the hashtag van life. Yeah, people just convert like these little delivery vans and then just go live out of those. You know, hopping from national park to to other famous world heritage sites around the country and no. <laughs> why why would you do that to yourself again simplifying life down to its bare essentials yeah but at some point um that's almost sort of that nomadic sense of things that you are you are the new nomad so to speak but i don't know i just don't know if i could do that to myself i think it would be hard enough to be in a tiny house, but then to take like a, a mini, not a mini minivan, a micro bus, like a Volkswagen micro bus and convert it into your, your house. It just seems a little too much to do. Well, and at this point, I don't even know where they would go because the national parks are all closed too. Yeah. Well, you know, like, so this, the state parks have started opening back up. So there's some places for them to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's just one of those those crazy, crazy, crazy things. So yeah, it, it's no matter how bad you feel like you have it, there's always somebody who who might have it a little worse because they don't have the space you have. And then underneath those people are the people who have even less space than you. <laughs> it's like this weird cycle. When it, when it all comes out in the end, I wonder how many people are going to you know, what's what's that backlash going to be? What's that that sort of? Oh, I'm going to say backlash. It's sort of like the for every for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm, yeah. So, what's going to be the opposite reaction? I don't know. Maybe we should have been divorce lawyers. That would have been. <laughs> Uh, qu- questioning questioning yeah. our career decision was uh, should have happened a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, very true. But but we're architects. I think we always question our career decisions. So, well, hopefully next time next time we talk, we'll have something a little maybe a little cheerier to, to discuss. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet, but want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And hopefully you are not 
too cramped up at home and, and you aren't too irritated with each other. Uh, like I said, I, I expect next time for when we come back that James will still be here. Uh, we'll still be together. But I don't know, a couple more weeks of this, we might have to talk again. I, I guess I should make it through my birthday, huh? Yeah, see, see, see where that gets you. And then <laughs> do you guys have any plans for celebrating? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know what we would do, honestly. Uh, normally it's, you know, a nice meal, meal somewhere, but I'm thinking maybe we just find something different to order in, whatever that looks like. But there you go. Whatever it is, I'm, I'll, whatever it is, I'll have to take a picture of it and, and post it on my Instagram. So uh, we'll see what this is what birthday, uh, the, the shelter in place birthday looks like. But anyway. Well, we hope everyone's doing well and you're having a good time and you're going to have hopefully a, a relaxing and fun weekend this weekend. And remember that it is actually Saturday and Sunday and don't start thinking you're in the middle of the week. Sounds like a good plan. Sounds like a good plan. All right. Well, we'll talk to everyone later. And um, I'll, I'll, part of me wants to say peace out, but who says that anymore? We'll just for now, we'll just say bye. <laughs> bye.